Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar. Dan, we'll get to our guest in a second, but uh, are you awake? We are, for those listening, whenever they decide to listen to the podcast, we are recording the morning after the 5-1 drubbing by LAFC. Uh, Are you awake at this point? Because I know we went until like the next day uh, from that match. So uh, how are you doing this morning? The the morning after. This is called the walk of shame. No, this is the talk (laughs) of shame. I like it. I, I'll send AJ that. That's going to be the, the title for this episode. What did, what did I do? All right. We've got as our special guest, AJ is not here because as we mentioned last week, he got a big boy job. Congratulations to him. Excited to hear him on the Tom Bernard show and can't, uh, can't speak highly enough of AJ and what he's been able to do or what he's done for us over the years here on, on Loon Talk, as well as the broadcasts and just excited for him for this opportunity. But so we replaced one Tottenham fan with another Tottenham fan, <laughs> the beat writer for the Pioneer Press for the Gophers and Minnesota United, and also the 2022 Minnesota Sport or Coast Minnesota Sports Writer there. But more importantly, Dan, this man said nice things about us this weekend, so we decided let's have him on the podcast. Andy Greeter, how you doing, sir? I'm great. Come on, you Spurs. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I'd been in the press box, uh, you know, kind of throughout this this time that the Minnesota United's been playing. And usually we'll have the audio from the TV feed. Yeah. And for as good or bad or indifferent as that is, <laughs> that wasn't working on Saturday against San Jose. So then we got your guys' dulcet tones in the press box. And it was a breath of fresh air because it was nice to hear guys that are, you know, fully plugged into the team um, and providing insights and analysis in real time. I'm not trying to gas you guys up. It was really nice. That is that aren't calling Emmanuel Reynoso Babello for some reason. Still, yeah, that, for some reason that, that really gets under my skin. Because, I don't blame it. It gets under mine too. You know it, that, that was that was the case last night. I listened to the, the FS1 broadcast and then I switched over to the uh, MLS season pass one, and and both of them were calling him Bebelo, and that was the nickname that he came in with. Mm-hmm. And immediately Reynoso was like, "Call me Ray. I don't want right. to be called Bebelo." And it's mm-hmm. been three plus, plus years now, and no one calls him <laughs> Bibolo. So unless you're from some sort of national outlet, which just exposes how not fully plugged in you are to the team. Yeah, I, uh, I want to go on the record. I have never called him that. I love it. See, because you're, <laughs> you're plugged in. Exactly. <laughs> I was told not to call him that. I mean, by by Callum Williams. He told us he doesn't want that. So exactly. I've, shy, I've shied away from calling him that. He's always... Emmanuel Reynoso, Ray Reynoso. It's all always keep it as simple as possible. Exactly. You guys know your we, stuff. Where are we avoiding the elephant in the room right now? Let's well, well yeah. <laughs> we're we're trying to hold it off as much as possible. Keep the listeners engaged as much as possible because we know as soon as uh we rip this band-aid off, as you said, to start the show, uh a lot of people will start tuning out. But let's do it. Five one last night. Uh I think for me, this was one of the most disappointing, embarrassing wins or losses, excuse me, that this club has had since they joined MLS. Like, I think this was worse than, than the snow opener against Atlanta all those years ago. It, it was a very disappointing result because of what was on the line and the performance that we saw on the field. Well, your memory's just short. There's been a lot of disappointing losses. You just, this is just a fresh wound. Um, but it, it's the, yeah, it's the scale of it. The, the score, the fact that, 
after, well, I guess it was the fourth goal that was the backbreaker. And then there was really, there was nothing going on. It was, it was done. Um, but to lose this time of year, even to a team that, you know, let's just face it. We, we walked into a team that was looking for a reason just to maul somebody. They, they were frustrated. They're, they're highly skilled and it showed. And we were the uh, sacrificial lamb, if you will, uh, that probably will springboard LAFC to, to run the table here the rest of the way and probably make a really good pitch for uh, another appearance in the MSL Cup. I don't know. That's I just felt like that as soon as they equaled the match right after uh, Dotson scored or whoever scored that goal. Uh, it just felt like, okay, here we come. We've, we've poked the bear and uh, we're in trouble, and it just kind of turned out that way. I don't know. And Andy, from your perspective, what – I don't know. I don't even know how to ask questions about that match. Just <laughs> it was just tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, for me, it it really comes down to the fullback play, right? I think mm-hmm. you saw them both get exposed. Uh, you saw both of them come into the match with issues. I was questioning if Ethan Bristow and DJ Taylor were going to get the starts in this game. I think a lot of fans were wondering if if they were going to run those guys out again because you know they both struggled multiple times here this season and and lately, right? I mean, DJ was subbed out at halftime of the San Jose game. Bristow came off. Bristow's been, you know, having defensive lapses all year long when he's not getting multiple yellow cards and getting sent off matches. Uh, But Adrian Heath continues to go back to those guys, and, you know, he paid for it, you know. DJ Taylor gets beat uh, on the third goal. Ethan Bristow gets beat. I think it was on the second goal. I might have those transposed. but. Yeah, it was just really shoddy defending from fullbacks. And that, you know, you can't leave Dennis Belonga alone. It's just mind-boggling that you would look over your shoulder if you're Ethan Bristow, see where Belonga is, and then just stop marking him and let him have the opportunity to have space uh, to, to score a goal. And, you know, you saw Adrian Heath bring off both of those guys at halftime for the reason because they just weren't good enough. And those were the and the last straws that gave up the second and third goal. And and I think that was really kind of the death knell. I, the fourth goal was just kind of twisting the knife. The knife was already fully inserted yeah. last night. Yeah, the third goal right as we're going to halftime just kind of signaled. It was kind of the dagger. And then that own goal to start the first, second half was just – it kind of signaled that this was just going to be the 45 minutes that we're going to follow in the second half were just going to be – a walkthrough at that point, And it was disappointing to see uh, there's a lot of disappointing things. And I think you touched on one of them, Andy is the fullback play uh, of those two guys. And it's just, that's been a constant issue this season. We've heard Adrian Heath talk about it a couple times. I know Adrian Heath's mentioned to us on the pre-match interviews that yeah. we do that he wants to get Bristol confidence, but is that coming at the time of the wrong time of the year? I mean uh, with what is on the line for this team still haven't locked up a playoff spot that's hurt the team clearly. Uh, so it's, it's come back to bite them. Technically they're still alive in the playoff race. If they can somehow turn this around uh, to get or to get two wins over the final two games here. But as Dan and I said on, on the, the broadcast last night, Dan, it to get the two wins that, that you need down the stretch here, down the final two games, you have to go against momentum because there is just no momentum leaning towards the loons getting a win at this point. And I don't know how they do it. 
Yeah, it feels like they need some, you know, I thought that oftentimes when you're struggling and you're not able, you score early on the road, that seemed like a pretty good fix. Mm-hmm. And and until uh, LAFC countered and, and leveled it off just a short time later, it felt like, okay, that's what they needed. They're energized, you know, it just, it didn't happen. That fell through. And, and so I don't, you know, it's not, we're not at a point. It doesn't feel like anyway that, you know, scoring a couple of goals and maybe you get a win against the galaxy. It just, it doesn't feel like uh, that that's a big momentum turner, but you know, I don't know, Andy, this game is weird. We, you see teams that look like they just don't have a chance. And then all of a sudden they go on a run or you see a team that looks like they're unbeatable. And then they, what, what did LAFC go? How many matches without scoring a goal? Four, four straight, four, who, who, how does that happen? So I, you know, I guess the way I look at it is there's two matches left. If they win them both, it it certainly looks like they, they could get in, should get in, but it's so unpredictable. And, And if you look at the whole, Western Conference, Andy, it's been this way since the start of the season. You know, just a few points separating, you know, third place, you know, home field advantage to out of the playoffs. And it, I don't know. I guess I guess that's what the MLS wants. And decision day is probably going to be decision day for Minnesota. Yeah, I think, you know, coming out of the St. Louis game where they gave up two late goals and, and lost that one, I was looking to see going into the San Jose game how they were bouncing back from it. And it was, you know, the one training that I saw, it was very lively and energetic and positive. And they were able to kind of bounce back pretty quickly and and kind of put that in the past. You know, the fact that they've given up so many late goals and dropped so many points from winning positions or tied positions. But I'm wondering if that's going to be the similar case at training tomorrow, just given the quick turnaround, given how much they got smoked by LAFC last night, you know, when does the when does the straw break the camel's back? Do they feel like they can really, you know, kind of bounce back and, and you know, get the six points and get some help and get into the playoffs? Or is it just kind of how many times can you get off that mat? I, I wonder about that uh, with this team, just given the short turnaround and given how many lumps they've had to take. So uh, there's a game that on another podcast that I work for, we like to play called Talk Me Into. You don't necessarily have to believe the point I am asking you to talk me into but you have to make the case as best as you can. So guys, I want you, and we'll all do this, make the case, talk me into the loons, turning this around and making the playoffs. Dan, I'll start with you. Why me? <laughs> this, is how, this is the order we go in. <laughs> uh, I, the loons will make the playoffs because uh, LA, this is really hard. The loons will make the playoffs the because, because, uh, they uh, have two matches to play uh, at home against the LA Galaxy. I don't think that you know they have to be on their A game to beat the LA Galaxy. And I think uh, given a one game must win, I think players like Reynoso, uh, like Longwane, uh, can come up with enough offense to win, even though they have mightily struggled at, uh, at Kansas city. Uh, but I think when it comes down to it, these players still have the, uh, the passion, the heart to do it. Um, for some reason they, you know, lost that for a good part of the match in LA. But, uh, I think that, you know, their backs are against the wall. They've got to get it done. I think the loons can make the playoffs because 
of the expanded MLS playoff field, <laughs> right? I mean, it should be seven teams and now it's nine. So they've just given more opportunities for more mediocre teams to be able to get in. You know, KC and LA Galaxy are, are you know, teams right in the same category as Minnesota, you know, on the outside looking in. They're not teams that are going to uh, kind of wow you that you, you know, feel like they're, you go into those matches and, and you can't get it done. You know, they're three game, three points out of the playoff spot right now. Obviously Dallas has a game in hand after not playing last night, but you know, you can see a path to it. It doesn't look like, you know, Oh my God, it's, it's impossible. Um, but yeah, that's me. That's me trying very hard. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's not meant to be an easy task for this one. I think uh, it's for me, for my convincing or my argument is a little bit of both. I mean, Emmanuel Reynoso and Bangkokli Hongwani, Timu Puki, they will have to will this team to victory. They'll have to score. They'll have to do something that they've only done a couple times this season, a couple times over the past couple seasons, and score multiple goals in a couple straight games. They're go- they're just going to have to will it because the defense over the past seven games has just crumbled. It is, I don't know what, <laughs> I mean, it's the fullbacks for sure, but overall it just seems there are spaces and gaps forming in that defense that, just haven't been shown over the past couple of years. And so it's going to have to come from the attacking end, which is always a bigger mountain to climb with this team for some reason. Um, but yeah, if it's, it's going to be uh, a bit of pride pride's on the line at this point uh, of the season. There's too much. I, I personally think there's too much talent on this team to miss the playoffs with the expanded playoff field. There's no reason with Emmanuel Reynoso on your team, you should be missing the playoffs. I don't care what you, what else you have around you. You have, one of the best playmakers in the league, you should be able to find a way to make an expanded playoff field. And so there's got to be pride on the line at this point. And the expanded playoff field, as you said, Andy, just it it's begging for teams to make it, whether they're good enough or not, because this is what we do in American sports. We just expand, expand, expand the playoff field. Yeah. And for some reason, we have 18 teams out of 29 making the playoffs. And here we are. Uh, but that's, that's my best attempt. Uh, Loons fans, let us know on Twitter which one you believe the most, or if you believe any of them. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough task to convince yourself that this team can turn it around with what we've seen uh, over the past couple games specifically. And I don't know. I just there's there's a lot of hope that they can because I want to be hopeful. I don't want to be negative, pessimistic guy. But from what we've seen over the past what seven games specifically, I think it is. I'm it's early in the morning. I'm trying to do all the math in my head. Uh, it's, it's been tough. I mean, this defense has crumbled. We've seen some slow pace. We've seen some, just a lot of holes in that defense. And I don't know, I mean, before that, what was it? Seven games. They've allowed four goals over a stretch. I mean, they had them, the, the least cup in between there where they allowed a ton of goals as well, but in MLS play, there was a good stretch where they had only allowed four goals in a couple of games against some pretty decent team. But ever since, uh, they started losing and not winning. I mean, the goals have been flowing in four against LA Galaxy, five against LAFC, two against St. Louis. And a lot of it is, at least for a couple of them, was substitute mid-game substitutions by the opposing team that the Loons just didn't uh, cope to it or they didn't uh, adjust to that well for some reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously the St. Louis game, they bring on, you know, their two you know best attacking players. And I asked Adrian about how that changed the game. And he said, well, they just brought on their best players. And it's hard to cope with that when you're able to bring those guys off the bench. And that was kind of giving them credit without looking in the mirror of how he was he was how, trying to handle or how, trying to cope with it. Right. I think he 
is on the back foot when it comes to substitutions a lot of times and, and reactionary and how he does things. You know, I looked at the, the substitutions that he had in the LA Galaxy game, right? They lose their left back and they bring in two attacking substitutions and you know, the game deciding goal goes to the left side and is crossed in for the for the winning goal. So obviously substitutions are are you know an issue with this team. Adrian is one of the uh, managers that substitutes, I think, the least or one of the least in, in MLS, and and uh, it's it's continually a bugaboo for this team that that substitutions are, are part of the reason that they go down. Yeah, and Andy, it's it's. I mean, that's why teams make substitutions. They're trying to change the flow of the game, change the narrative, and right. and and so this is just a part of the uh, the match. What's alarming to me is defensively, when Minnesota used to struggle, it was kind of they struggled as a unit. They got out of shape. But lately, it's been, you know, glaring, you know, uh, an offensive player for the other team is there's no one within anywhere near arm's reach of them. And I mean, Billy Sharp set up a little camp stove right in the Minnesota 18 (laughs) and just sat there and scored goals. It's like somebody, you know, I know he's old and he's not that fast, but you probably should mark him at some point. And, and, yeah. you know, he's scoring goals that we always look at and go, why aren't, uh, why aren't our uh, strikers able to score those kind of goals? You know, well, because our strikers don't get left alone and, you know, just outside the right. six, you know, and for, for score some, easy goals. For some reason, Adrian is dead set on having two way fullbacks, right? That's why he wants DJ Taylor. That's why he wants Ethan mm-hmm. Bristow to be successful. I would say that especially when you're going on the road or especially when you have a difficult opponent at home that is, you know, attacking minded. And I think defense has to come first, right? I've asked Adrian about, you know, why he hasn't had the kind play left back before. And he mm-hmm. said, it's because he wants Ethan to, um, he likes Ethan's left foot. He likes Ethan's athleticism. He wants to kind of threaten the other team with, with crosses into wide areas and, I wrote about that earlier this week that, you know, the loons, I think are second in the league and crosses into the penalty area and 12th and in successful ones. And I think they've only got three headed goals on the season. So that has not been working, even if that's what Adrian Heath wants. So I would, I would venture to guess that, you know, you want to be solid defensively. And if that means fewer people in attack, then so be it, but you're strong defensively and you can rely on like, like Jonathan said, the, the attacking talent that is on the team in those front four. So yeah, I mean it's 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 really frustrating to to kind of see the kind of reasons and then and then last night, right? I mean, then you know, Zarek Valentin comes on, a you know, a, a defender that's a veteran that's that isn't going to give you a lot going forward, but is going to be stronger defensively. And and he and Bakai Debasi come on and and that kind of looks like kind of the solid defensive shape that I think you should probably start the game with. Mm-hmm. I know who, we've who knew, who knew Jonathan we'd be sitting here missing uh, Chase Gasper all of a sudden. <laughs> the dump truck, as you like to call him, just steamrolling yeah. guys on the right, on the left hand side of the field. We could use a little bit of that. <laughs> funny, funny story. I, I actually went up to Chase one day and asked him about the the dump truck comment, and he was just like, he was like, "What? Huh? They call me that?" <laughs> He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think so either. I mean, it's not necessarily bad. No, I mean, there's steamrolling guys a lot, but I mean, it was, I mean, it worked, worked for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I know we've talked a lot about uh, 
this match, and I kind of want to move on because I'm sure Loons fans want to move on. They don't want to delve in the negative too much, but obviously you can't avoid it with what happened uh, Wednesday night against LAFC. What do we think about the playoff race? This is kind of just a broad scope, doesn't have to focus necessarily on Minnesota, uh, United and where they stand. This playoff race has been exciting. What, five teams locked up spots yesterday in the Western Conference, finally getting close uh, with what the East has been doing this season and getting having good teams get their spots locked up. But this playoff race has been exciting. I mean, it's coming. It's clearly going to come down to decision day, as it always does, uh, as the league intends it to. Uh, I think it's been exciting. I think it's been good. I obviously wish the home team would be a little bit closer in this competition and uh, have a little bit more of a stronger foothold in that race. But uh, I like where this playoff race has led this season, even if it is with the caveat that it's nine teams now making the playoffs instead of just seven. You look at uh, the teams that have locked up, uh, the, let's see, Houston's in sixth right now, and they're in the playoffs. But if you look to me, I don't know how you feel, Andy, if you look at Portland, San Jose, Dallas, they're right now in, and then it's Austin, Sporting, and Minnesota, the next three below the line. I don't see much difference in those six teams. I mean, if you had a tournament with those six teams, different team would win it every time. So is that parody or is it just mediocrity or is it the expanded playoff line has turned that into a competition? Because if we were back at seven spots, you'd be saying, okay, Portland and San Jose are in, Dallas and Austin could overtake them, everybody else is out. So I don't know if it's, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I just see that middle group that are battling for the last few playoff spots. I don't see much difference in those teams. Yeah, I mean, neither do I. I I think you can pretty much say that kind of throughout the West, right? I think if you look at how Minnesota views St. Louis, which is, you know, the clinched, you know, Western Conference winner, you know, I think they feel pretty confident in how they stack up against them. I don't feel like there's, you know, teams that, that are kind of so far above and beyond that are kind of out of the league for, for Minnesota United. When you look at the standings, though, I just think it's just such a such a log jam there, right? You got to leapfrog so many teams. So it just you not only need to win, but you need them to to lose. And obviously having a decision day against Kansas City helps, but it's just so crowded. It's just so convoluted that I think it's it just looks more difficult uh, when you see the standings laid out for you. You say having decision decision day against Sporting Kansas City helps, but looking at their record at Kansas City, uh, clearly that doesn't help. What's it? 0-8 and a negative 20 goal differential there. They've only scored two goals in the regular season. Obviously, we know about the regular season win or the postseason win in Kansas City, but I don't understand, looking back at all those games, I don't understand what it is about that place that has been the just the, the boogeyman for this team. It is what whatever happens, it seems like, Minnesota can be in a good run of form, but then they go to Kansas City and all all bets are off. Kansas City suddenly takes over. Or Kansas City can be in a terrible run of form. And when Minnesota comes into town, all of a sudden they're they're able to rack up four goals. I don't get it looking back at the eight games they've played in the regular season in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm hesitant to always go to that thing because, like you said, I mean, they won the biggest game there, the Western Conference semifinal. So it's like, yeah, they've had so many issues there in the regular season. And, yeah, it's kind of a – Bermuda Triangle and they disappear at, the, at that spot, but they won the biggest game there. So I think that's kind of just two sides to the coin there. I think you know when you look at the the Loons fullback issues and what Johnny Russell can provide, then you're like, yeah. oh boy, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't we don't say Johnny Russell on this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's like Voldemort. Now it's you don't say his name. <laughs> uh, Johnny Russell. Can't wait to talk about him uh, coming up in a couple weeks time for the broadcast. Looking forward to it because we all know Loons fans love for him and and Tim Melia as well. Uh, Mr. Rock Bottom for the goalkeepers. Uh, let's look at the other some of the other scores and results from yesterday. Seattle. 2-1 win, but with the last kick of the game, Christian rolled on, just poking it in inside the box for the game winner against LA Galaxy. That helps the Loons, keeps LA Galaxy three points back, uh, gives LA Galaxy a loss heading into this game coming up this Saturday. Uh, another last-ditch result, Montreal, last Lapalainen scores with the last kick of the game there against Houston. Doesn't really help the Loons because Houston are well up the Western Conference and kind of out of, out of reach for the Loons right now, but some incredible results in the Western Conference. Uh, Vancouver, 3-0 win against St. Louis. I don't know. I didn't look too much into that one to see if St. Louis was just playing a B lineup since they've already locked up the Western Conference and they're not going to – obviously they can't catch FC Cincinnati for the Sporter Shield since they already locked that up. But, yeah, yeah it, some interesting results. Obviously the Dallas-Colorado game will change things, but uh, some some incredible results in Austin as well. 3-0 win. Uh, as a team that finished second in the Western Conference last year, have been outside of the playoff spots all season long. Getting a 3-0 win climbs them back within three points of the playoff spots, uh, just heading into the final two weeks of the season. Dan's looking at something. Nope, oh, sorry. I'm just <laughs> looking for something I wrote down last night, but I can't read it, so. <laughs> yeah. It, I, the – there it is. The uh, – Right now, when you look at what's going on in the West, I don't know what you think, Andy, but when I look at what's going on and how tight things are and how close they are, I don't know that you know expanding to nine teams in the playoffs is is doing what they hoped it would do. I mean, I know what they hope it'll do. It gets more teams involved. It's more teams with a home playoff match, and that's why all uh, you know sports leagues in this country have expanded. It's about money, right? It's you get a home playoff game, you get more teams involved, but at some point you're getting teams in that are, you know, sub 500. Right. And yeah. I don't know that those teams are teams that people really want to watch in the playoffs. Minnesota was 500. If I remember right last year at the end of the year. And now with last night's uh, loss, I don't, I think they, they ruled out any possibility of getting back to, you know, 500 uh, for the season. And, you know, pretty soon you're going, okay, we're watching teams that, you know, probably aren't playoff teams in the playoffs. Now, it's exciting if it's your team and you go, yeah, we're in. But, you know, at the end of the day, is that really what you want? Is that what you're looking for, you know, in your league? I wonder how much of the expanded playoff format was part of the negotiations with the MLS Apple TV deal, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to get a TV contract or a streaming contract and they're going to look at inventory, right? That's mm -hmm. that's the buzzword, right? Like how many more games can you add in the playoffs, right? So they not only do they expand it by two, and that's a wild card game, and then they go and play St. Louis, but you have best of threes now, right? So you have so many more playoff games in the mix as well. Just beyond the expanded field, you have best of threes within it so that that type of volume i'd imagine is part of the negotiations or i'd venture to guess part of the negotiations when mls goes to apple and says hey we're trying to put together this new expanded playoff we're going to have we're going to add all these different these more games and then apple can be like okay well that's how many more eyeballs we can get on the product i'd imagine that that, that was part of the, 
the conversation. I know the playoffs have, we've known about the format for a while, but we've kind of just avoided that talk because obviously throughout most of the season, you're focused on the regular season, not focused on the playoffs. But now that we're here, I'm not a fan of best of threes. Just make it one-offs. I don't see the point of best of series in this sport in particular. I get it. I, I guess I get it in baseball, but uh, for the most part, just make it single elimination. That's that's way more exciting. There's much more on the line. Uh, you don't have to wait for a second game to to figure it out, especially if the first game's a shellacking like we saw last night. It just makes the second game just completely pointless. And I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it, but uh, and not really a fan of the expanded playoffs because as you guys have said, there's just some mediocre teams that'll get in that probably don't deserve to be in based off the regular season. I like what uh, Cincinnati said, and I don't know how much this is just the fact that they won the trophy. It's that the fact that they said that the Sporter Shield is taking more precedence over MLS Cup. I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think they're saying that because they've won the trophy and they have mm-hmm. that in their hands and they're able to say that. But I like the idea, especially in soccer with how it's played elsewhere, that the regular season matters and it means something and you can't have yeah. nine teams in the playoffs in each conference and say that the regular season still matters a whole lot because it truly just is showing that yeah the playoffs matter really just get in and that's all we care about we don't really care about the <laughs> 34 games before that it feels like there's a very much a, a wonk type mindset of that supporter shield is is bigger and more important and more meaningful than than mls cup given the kind of one-off nature that the tournament usually is that you can spring upsets and it doesn't really show the overall quality over a 34 game season. So and guys like Sasha Clushton and Matt Doyle and those types of guys are, are very much, you know, banging the drum of, you know, supporter shield is much more important. And, and I, and I get it and it makes sense to me uh, for sure. And that's how it is, you know, in so many of the, the bigger leagues in the world that don't have playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I think you miss something if you don't have playoffs. It just it goes so much against the run of what we do here in this country. Um, but yeah, I hate to see it go away from the playoffs. That's the excitement. That's the drama. Uh, you know, you can clinch the supporters' shield on a you know Wednesday night at midnight, and you know it just it, to me it's not as exciting and as dramatic as playoffs. But uh, but here we go. We got a lot of teams in the playoffs and, you know, you're still find yourself find, trying to fight a way to get in. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, at this point, you just if you're Minnesota, you just want to get in no matter how it happens. Let's agree between the three of us never to have a 950 p.m. Central time kickoff ever again. All right. I mean, I think we can all agree that 955 kickoff. On Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Wednesday. It's ridiculous. Just absurd that that is allowed like that is that's rough. I'm not a fan of that. I don't want to ever want to do that again. And even if we are broadcasting from our homes, it's just not as good. Uh, it's just not fun for anybody to have to stay up that late for a soccer game, especially with work, the fi- the the coming up dates. So I was, I was jealous of my wife because, you know, once that third goal went in, she's like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm out. Wait, like, is, oh. that, is that an option? Yeah, can I do that? Can I do that? That's what my wife said too. She texted yeah. me. She's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to bed. I'm not going to stay up for this. Sorry. I'm like, I don't, I'm not offended. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 You're not- yeah my wife kind of looked at me too. And I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Go. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. yeah. I knew she was listening to the Apple TV broadcast cause she didn't have up that the app on her phone to listen to us. So I'm like, I'm not offended. Like, go ahead, just go to sleep. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> not going to miss anything. So yeah. So let's, let's get down to it before we get into the predictor and, and write that down your thoughts. Do they make the playoffs after what you've seen? Last night and over the past couple of games, Dan. 
Um, no, after what I after what I saw last night in the last couple of matches, I don't see how they can win, you know all of a sudden snap out of it and win two in a row. Um, not that the teams are playing are unbeatable by any means. They're not LAFC. They're not St. Louis City. But no, they they don't. And and you know I say that just being realistic. Now, do I hope that they find a way to beat the guy? Is Gal the Galaxy on? They're beatable, absolutely. Um, but if you take the two games as a whole, one uh, coming off this horrible loss, uh, and you have one training day to turn it around. Uh, that doesn't feel very good. And then going to a place where they're notoriously uh, bad, it doesn't feel right. No, I just, at this point, there's, I just can't talk myself into saying they're going to all of a sudden uh, snap into it and, and, and put up a couple of wins. Yeah. I mean, I would agree, but you know, just one thing to add is, you know, they were kind of in a similar spot last year, right? They weren't mm-hmm. playing very well at the end and were able to kind of get the result they needed to, to be able yeah. to get to the playoffs. So, this is kind of history repeating itself and they were able to kind of snap out of it and, and find a way in a year ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm obviously I want them to make it in as a fan, hoping that they make it in because it's just better to be in the playoffs as we've said, but based off of kind of just going, going off knowledge of what they, what we've seen over the past couple of games, what we saw yes or last night, I don't think they will, but as you just said, Andy, they, they found themselves in a similar situation last year and they snuck in. So there's, they've done it before. They've, they've been in the situation. They can draw upon that experience. So uh, I'm hoping that a massive turnaround happens in these final two games that they, they get a win against uh, the Billy Sharp, the 37 year old Billy Sharp led LA galaxy uh, coming up this Saturday, 7 PM pre-match show, 7 30 PM kickoff normal times, folks. You can join Dan Terrar and myself hey. on the broadcast. Uh, on AM 1500, 1500ESPN.com, and the Score North Mobile, as well as Apple TV, since it's the final home game of the season. Just hit the little circle line item or line icon on the right-hand side of your screen. Uh, that allows you to change the audio feed, and the home radio broadcast is right there for you to click. It is a wonderful feature for or in this Apple TV deal that uh, Dan Terrar and myself, as well as other radio broadcasts around the league, are very much appreciative of this season. Uh, so... Join us for that one, and then obviously they'll have a two-week break, and then they can hopefully kind of refocus and get ready for that game against Johnny Russell and Sporting Kansas City in Children's Mercy Park. So I'm hoping they do. I don't know if they will, though. So let's get to our prediction segments, boys. Uh, let's start off with the predictor. Dan, uh, explain away, sir. Yep, pick uh, three matches upcoming weekend in the MLS, including the Minnesota match. If you get the uh, winner or predict a draw correct, you get a point. If you get the score exactly right, you get a bonus point on top of that. All right, so then let's uh, let's run through our predictions from last week, uh, going left to right on the score sheet here. I predicted last week that Nashville-Seattle would be a 2-2 draw. I got a point because it was a nil-nil draw. I got the other two predictions wrong. I said, it would be a 3-1 Minnesota win against San Jose. It was a 1-1 draw. And I said Miami would beat Houston in the U.S. Open Cup final. It's the other way around. Did not happen. Hmm. Dan, you got a perfect score, sir, which is what? oh so rare. Although it's happening more and more as we mm-hmm. continue to become more veterans at this predictor segment. You said a 2-1 win for Houston uh, against Inter-Miami in the U.S. Open Cup final when I sprung the decision to yeah. uh, predict that match on everybody last week. And you got it correct. Who won win for Houston? Congratulations. Yeah, that was because I picked third. Yeah. And you guys picked the two other scores that I probably would have picked first. So I got I got defaulted into picking that score. So you get two points for that one. AJ also gets two points this week. 
as he predicted a 2-2 draw between Minnesota and San Jose, 1-1 between them. He said New England would beat Charlotte 3-0. It was a 2-1 New England win. He did predict a uh, Miami win for the U.S. Open Cup final, so he didn't get a point there. So that means our scores heading into the final two regular season weeks of the season. Uh, myself and AJ are tied on 33 points, and Dan, you are on 30 points. Andy, since you are the guest, we will let you go first, uh, but your scores, uh, I've decided, will loop in with AJ, so uh, no pressure. You're you're in the lead here, so All no right, pressure. Well, AJ sorry, won't sorry AJ, in advance if I mess this up. So so just to get this straight, we I got to pick three games and give the scores? Yep. Okay. And one of them has to be the Minnesota, the coming up Minnesota game. Okay. Uh, we'll start there. Uh, Minnesota two to one over the galaxy. Come on. Just like AJ took my score. All right. We'll go, we'll go snake order here. So you just, you just okay. make one at a time. Okay. I'll go next Minnesota galaxy. Uh, you said what? Two, one. Yes. I'm going to go with a one nil win for Minnesota. I don't know where the clean sheets come from, but uh, <laughs> let's go with it. Minnesota okay. one galaxy nil. So you guys have backed me into a corner. I had uh-huh. I had written down 2-1 Minnesota. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm not picking a, a clean sheet because the defense has not looked well. And then I'm going, okay, can I pick a, a three-goal effort by Minnesota? Well, there's been no signs of that lately. So you left me with 1-0 Minnesota. the last time they played the Galaxy. You, you, I know. But they let in four. I'm going to go 1-0 Minnesota then because I don't know what's left. So That's what I just did. Oh, I thought you said, okay. Well, then I can't pick a shutout. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go 3-1 Minnesota. Yes. Fine. Force me into it. Okay, Broken and then I'll... into picking multiple goals. I know. Love it. Force me into it. Uh, my second one, I'll go Houston over Colorado 3-1. Tap and bunt there, isn't it, at this point of the season? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, New York Red Bulls still have a chance at making the playoffs. They play a Toronto Toronto side that just got beat 3-0 by Charlotte. I'm predicting similar scoreline. 3-0 New York Red Bulls over Toronto FC this weekend. <laughs> Andy, your final two picks in the predictor. You guys are just picking on the teams that are at the bottom of the table. Yes. Yes. That's how we get okay. points. I suppose, that, I suppose that's smart. You know, I was here trying to think of you know, just going to the Western Conference and picking ones that I learned my lesson last year after trying to predict multiple four nil routes by Philadelphia and only coming up correct on that once. So uh, I'm going, I'm picking on the lesser teams this year. Okay. Uh, So I'll pick two in a row now. Yep. Uh, Let's go with RSL over sporting Kansas city. Uh, Let's go three to two in that one. RSL. And then my other one will be LAFC. They keep the goal train going and beat Austin two nil. Yeah. All right. All right. Then, uh, I looked, I looked at that LAFC one, then I decided to back off from it. Um, I'm going to go. My last one will be Seattle over Vancouver one nil. All right. My last one, I was going to do LAFC Austin, but you already did it. I'm going to go FC Cincinnati inner Miami at Miami. Messi may or may not play. I, there's been reports or rumors or something saying that he would get a couple minutes before he heads off to play for Argentina. Uh, but Messi hasn't played Why? a whole lot lately. They got beat last night 4-1. Why? Why would they put him in? Why would they play him for a few minutes? Because they're still trying to make the playoffs. They still have a narrow, narrow shot. Yeah. They got to win both their final two games. They are five points out right now. So if they lose this weekend against the Supporter Shield champions, they <clears> will uh, be eliminated from playoff contention. And 
we don't know what MLS media will do without being able to talk about Lionel Messi in the playoffs. It'll be a little bit interesting to see what that, that website looks like without the constant reminders that Messi is in the league. And yes, we know Messi's in. We're, we're excited that he's here, but there are 28 other teams in this league. Yeah. Um, let's uh, give them a little love. I'm going with a 2-1 FC Cincinnati win, eliminating Miami from the playoffs. Messi probably takes an early vacation, rests up, recuperates that torn hamstring <clears throat> or whatever it is, and gets ready for the upcoming, the next season, five months from now, because we have a five-month uh, off-season. So that's been the predictor. Now on to write that down, our other soccer-related prediction segment of the week. We each make three soccer-related predictions. Don't necessarily have to be score lines. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals. And the person with the most goals at the end of the season will win the highly coveted golden boot, which is not an actual trophy. It is like NFTs. It's all in the the metaverse and we've never actually touched the trophy. Uh, so let's get to our accountability session. Plenty coming off the board since uh, it's the end of the season. We've all made predictions that uh, kind of are months out in advance. So let's, uh, let's get, get into it. This is going to be a long one uh, before that though. Uh, let's get you. Well, I have already updated the scoreline. So never mind. Uh, going left to right. Once again, this is a bad week for me. Surprising. Uh, as I've only got 11 goals this season, so it's been bad weeks all year long. Uh, I said earlier this season, Minnesota will finish fifth or higher in the Western Conference this season. Mathematically impossible to finish above seventh place. At this point in the season, I said Seattle will also win the Western Conference. Uh, St. Louis made sure that wasn't possible. I said Dane St. Clair will have the most clean sheets in the MLS this season. That was during our Golazzo week. Can't happen because uh, you think he's mathematically not possible to do that. I said Montreal will finish above Columbus. Montreal will make the playoffs. Columbus won't. Columbus has already locked up a playoff spot. Montreal is still fighting for their playoff lives, if I'm remembering correctly. Yep, they're the final team in the playoffs. Uh, I also said Minnesota will finish the season ahead of LAFC in the standings for some reason. I don't mm -hmm. know what, what got into me early in July when I said that. I said Dane St. Clair will break the MNUFC single season clean sheet record. Not possible. And then I went four straight. My last four predictions all over. <clears throat> it was a bad. You, uh, you dipped heavy into the uh, the Kool-Aid there in July. Wow. Asian treat, man. <laughs> I said Real Salt Lake will not make the playoffs. They have made the playoffs as of yesterday. I said Minnesota will win their final two home games of the season. They drew last week, so they can't. I said Messi will score in the U.S. Open Cup final. He didn't even travel. Uh, and then Manchester United will get a clean sheet win against Crystal Palace. They did not. They lost. So uh, continuing the bad season for Manchester United. Dan, on to you. Your first prediction of the year. You said LAFC will not win the Western Conference. What got into you to make that pick all the way back in February when they were the prohibitive favorites to win again? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> can't remember back to yesterday. So. I can't remember what happened uh, Tuesday, let alone early in the year. Um, I think that was just, I think it's just really tough, as tight as the West, you know, the conference is. To repeat is, it's very difficult. I mean, and, so, yeah, I just didn't figure the odds were they wouldn't win it again. All right, so you got that one right. You said in May that St. Louis will finish no higher than fifth at the end of the season. This is when yeah. they were obviously at the top of the Western Conference then. Dan was never a believer in St. Louis. I was Louis. not a believer that they could sustain it. So, Well, they proved you wrong. Yeah, uh, they did. You also said Dane St. Clair will end the season with 11 clean sheets. That did not happen. You said Minnesota will clinch a playoff spot before decision day. Mathematically not possible. Though you did say there will be two or fewer yellow cards given to Minnesota in the match against San Jose. And there was only one. So congratulations there uh, for that one. 
AJ, or as we're calling him this week, Andy, you said uh, earlier this season, Dane St. Clair will have five clean sheets in a row at some point this season. Again, during our Golasso week, that did not happen uh, and cannot happen anymore. Uh, you also said last week there will be at least one goal in one own goal, excuse me, in the Minnesota San Jose match. That did not happen. You said there will be at least two red cards shown this weekend in the Premier League. Two in one game for Liverpool. So uh, congratulations on that. You get a point there. I stand by all my takes. <laughs> <laughs> as one does on this show. Uh, and as we force you to do by keeping accountability. So that means our score lines heading into our predictions this week. Uh, AJ slash Andy, you're on 24 points, tied with Dan on 24, and I am all the way back in last place in 11th place, unable to catch up this season. So congratulations to me. Two-time defending champ finishing in last place this season. So uh, Dan is walking around, so I'll let let, uh, you, Andy, start Mm. first with your first prediction of the week. Uh, my first prediction of the week is going to be I've I've, I've done so much prep work on this. I've just been, <laughs> just I've like us. This, I've got this yeah, just all like ready, all ready to go. Um, you know what? I, I, I'll say that uh, you know just because I uh, have very uh, very narrow purview. Uh, I'm going to say Spurs score four on Luton Town. Wow! Just By the way, I got to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you about this, Andy. In Minnesota, you're covering Minnesota sports teams. You choose the most Minnesota sports teams of Premier League teams to follow. The team that always has mm-hmm. the talent, but always finds a way to disappoint. Mm-hmm. This season has been the exact opposite. You got rid of your best player, and all of a sudden you're flying high because the Australian wonder manager, Andrew Pascoglu, is one of the best managers in the world improving it. Uh, what's this like to be on the other end of the sports spectrum to where your team is finally showing what it can do at the top end of the league. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's just great to have a manager that wants to be there. Right. (laughs) You know, Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte didn't want to be there. Yeah. Jose Mourinho. Yeah. The list goes on. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a team game and then they're showing it and it's just, it's just great to see the fact that they're able to, to bounce back and do so in such a big way and just play, you know, positive attacking soccer and, I love James Madison. I love what he's been able to bring to the team, and it's been fun so far. And you don't miss Harry Kane one bit. Uh, I like the hundred million dollars. <laughs> Hard to say you can't. You don't like the hundred million dollars. Yeah, right. All right, Dan, your first one. I'm going to uh, stay with the Minnesota theme here. Uh, no, no. First, I'm going to go after what I saw with LAFC last night. I'm going to say that uh, Denny Bowanga will not only win the Golden Boot but he'll win it by at least two goals. Wow. It's tied yep. right now with Lucho Acosta after yesterday. We poked the bear. <laughs> you reawaken. is We reawaken him. Yep. In the previous nine yep. games, he'd only scored two goals. Yep. And He's long, we launched night. him. We Poking launched him. The bear would mean that you like, were trying to defend him. You know? <laughs> we, we, we whispered gently to the bear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my first prediction of the week uh, will be Emmanuel Reynoso. He hasn't scored since the game against Colorado at the end of August. Write this down over the final two games. Emmanuel Reynoso will score at least two goals in the Ooh. final two games here. Uh, my second prediction will also be uh, along those lines that you just had. I'm just going to go simply Denny Bowanga will win the golden boot. I'm not going to say he'll win it by two goals. I'm going to go the simple route, try and get a tap in here. Denny Bowanga will continue his firepower and score yeah. at least, or well, at least win the golden boot this season. Dan, your second of the week. 
All right. Um, Minnesota against the Galaxy on Saturday. Uh, I'm not confident that uh, Ray will score because every time he touches a ball, three guys go over and try and abuse him. Um, I'm, I'm, but I do feel good about Pookie scoring. So I'm going to say uh, a team who scores uh, at least a goal against the Galaxy on Saturday. Pookie party at Allianz Field. You kind of Scored. stepped. You kind of stepped on what I was going to do. I'll say Pookie with two goals, a goal apiece against KC and nice. LA Galaxy. I like it. All right, your third one, your third and final one of the the week. Uh, yeah, I, I remember when I used to join this podcast. We used to have uh, Dan give NPSL predictions. I wish that I could <laughs> call back some sort of minor league soccer <laughs> bit here. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say that. Uh, um, uh man, I don't even know. Um let's go with um Kansas City is the team that, that gets to the playoffs. How about that? All right. Dan, your final one. In all right. Billy Sharp will not score a goal against Minnesota on Saturday. Write that down. And I'm the one who predicted a clean sheet in the predictor, and I'm questioning on that one. We're gonna cover him. We're no, no, I'm pretty sure we're gonna mark him this time. <laughs> All right, final prediction of the week. Another tap in here for me. Manchester United will not keep a clean sheet this weekend because Andre Onana is clearly not a great goalkeeper this season. He is not as good as he was last season for Inter Milan and uh, proving why Davidea wanted more money and wanted to stay with the team because clearly he knows how to stop a shot and not get chipped from five yards out or six yards out. So uh, Manchester United will not keep a clean sheet this weekend. Andy, I got to ask, this is a question that I had building Mm -hmm. up. I didn't want to do a whole segment on this. Which was worse? Because you've covered you covered both of them. Oh yeah. Last night's Minnesota five one loss or the Gophers blowing a twenty one point fourth quarter lead to Northwestern. Uh, Gophers at Northwestern just because the Gophers were I think a twenty one point favorite in Northwestern and <laughs> lost twelve yeah. straight games against Power Five conference yeah. opponents. Right. I mean it's it's LAFC. It's at home. It's it's a team that's the yeah. yeah. champs. You kind of can expect that to happen. You don't expect Northwestern with an interim coach to you know come back like that. That was a disappointing result for sure for the Gophers. Uh, we'll see how they do the rest of the season. But Andy, thank you for joining us. It's been yeah. a pleasure to have you. Our oversight for not having you on earlier this season, our bad. We will hopefully make that up this season and as well as next season when uh, the Loons continue on in MLS. Uh, looking forward to it, Andy. All good, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks, Andy. We'll see you Saturday. Sounds good. See Absolutely. You guys. Dan, we'll talk to you Saturday. Again, Loons fans, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, actually a normal time kickoff for that one. Minnesota United hosts the LA Galaxy in the final home game of the season. You can join Dan Terrar and myself on the broadcast on AM 1500 ESPN on your radio dials. Just switch to the AM side, obviously, not the FM side, uh, as well as live.1500ESPN.com and the Score North mobile app. Also, Apple TV changes set, change the audio settings to the home radio broadcast, uh, and you can listen to us on your TV all synced up. You don't have to do anything for it. It does it for you. Is a wonderful bit of technology. Loons fans, we'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you this Saturday and then next week for another edition of Loon Talk.